You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. this podcast it's like riding a bike you never forget you never forget <laughs> what don't we forget to upload oops <laughs> my bad <laughs> well t- to be fair we have been slammed i don't know what it is about this year but yeah, it's not my jam let me tell you no 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 just one thing after another mm-hmm. but hey we're both vaccinated now that's right and we hope you are too and we hope that you... <laughs> Isn't it scary that I think some people who listen to this show might not be vaccinated? Yeah, I had, I had to stop myself there. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Get vaccinated. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, he's Adam. I'm he, John. And we are on G4D, a.k.a. AKA. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Got to get the rest off there a little bit there. We can get our coffee on, though. Let's mm, let's try this mm. guy today. And today we are drinking backlot coffee all the way from Chicago. My kind of town. Is that is that how the lyrics go? I'm pretty sure it does, yeah. Oh, okay. What, what, is that Frank Sinatra? I think so. You know, when I was little, because I used to hear like those songs all the time, like at you know bar and bat mitzvahs and stuff, it's like, oh, my grandparents are from New York. My grandparents are from Chicago. Mm. I thought like every state had a song. Like, like, where's Frank Sinatra's version of Florida? Florida, alligators everywhere, right? <laughs> Just something dumb like that. It's hot as hell, but the girls are hotter. I'm going for Florida summer, right? Actually, that's not far off. That's pretty good, yeah. That's that's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this. This brand, Backlot Coffee, have yes. you had them prior to purchasing this brand? I had not. I had, um, I think, Metric Coffee, which is also based in Chicago, from, if I got from trade. But no, I physically went to this store. Yeah? Yeah, it was very, very good. Got a, mm. What did I get there? Oh, I got like an uh, iced latte. Very nice, very nice. And then um, when I went in, they recommended this one. I said, okay, which one should I get? And they're like... If, is the Mexico one still there? I looked and one bag left. So. This is Mexico organic. Ooh, yep. And it's got no st- of bourbon and Marcellus. So. Oh my gosh, what is that? Mar- Marcellus? <laughs> I'm reading him. Marcellus Wallace, yes. That's the variety. I'm so <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, about to say. I haven't had coffee today. What does he look like? Oh <laughs> the tasting notes are plum, dulce, leche, and almond butter. I can definitely see the bourbon here. It's got that smoothness to it. Yeah. Remember how I kind of made coffee yesterday and felt kind of like thin? Yes. This feels like a like like good like a good body to it. Yes. It it does have a nice body. Nice, thick body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I I knew. I couldn't stop. It was like, well, it's it's coming out. I love <laughs> just how. I mean, I gave you a pretty thick coffee mug today. 
I always try to mix it up and have a bunch of mugs. So I gave John the uh, Batman mug. I always love it when you give me the Batman mug. It makes uh, me happy. And it's, I think it's like when you put hot, hot water in it, Batman shows up, right? Mm -hmm. Just like when things get hot. Oh yeah. When things get hot in Gotham, you're right. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I love this mug so much because of that element of the appearing when it's in hot water. I remember my mom used to have a mug, and this is like a vivid childhood memory of mine, where she would have coffee in a mug that was like a Star Trek-themed mug, Ooh! and when you put hot water in it, they appear from like the teleportation device, I'm trying to remember what it's called, like the Beam Me Up Scotty. Oh, the teleporter, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Is is that that what it's called? I thought it had an official name. It probably does. I don't know it. I like Star Trek, but I'm not as big of a star trek fan as other people so yeah. you know i couldn't tell you <laughs> i know one of the chris's played him in a movie <laughs> one of the chris's chris hemsworth chris pine and chris pratt it's the holy trinity of chris's well chris pratt wasn't in there but the other two were oh uh, yeah they both were yeah because wow. chris hemsworth was in the beginning of the first movie of the of the reboot oh want to call it that i forgot all that or it's like a separate timeline i believe like the calvin timeline i think it's called Mm. see here i am talking about how i'm not a star trek nerd and yet i knew that i think if we had to what is wrong with me i think if we had to rank the chris's ooh, chris hemsworth or chris um wait what did i say chris pine Mm. yeah chris pine or chris hemsworth who's number one obviously chris pratt is three because he sucks I put Chris Pine number one. I think he's yeah. genuinely a very good actor. Hmm. And I feel like for me, anyway, he probably has the most range out of all of them. Yeah, he was I really can... great in uh, Hell or High Water. If you've never seen that movie, I recommend checking it out. It sounds pretty cool. All right. Yeah, I think I let's, we'll agree on that. Yes. Pine, Hensworth, Pratt. Cheers to that. So it is done. Chicago Coffee Chicago. and Star Trek. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of old shows that begin with S here. <laughs> there you go. Hey, so John and I have listened to the official Seinfeld track that dropped. Seinfeld track? Just one? Just one track. The soundtrack. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my God. I am not doing well today. No, it's okay. The coffee hasn't kicked in yet, sir. Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Yeah, the Seinfeld original soundtrack dropped on streaming devices by Jonathan Wolf who's done multiple TV shows he's done like Will and Grace and a couple others I can't remember off the top of my head but he's a good guy and he dropped this the Seinfeld soundtrack you know just only 20 something years after the show's off the air <laughs> hey better late than never <laughs> and there's a good amount of songs each of them lasting from about 30 seconds to two three minutes whatever it is uh, 33 songs 40 minutes and it's got a wide mix of sounds and styles. So, John, what did you think of the official Seinfeld soundtrack? This just made me happy. Listening to this album do, is kind do, of exactly do, what I needed. Do, 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 I know do, soundtracks do, 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 <laughs> soundtracks are something that I've talked about before in the past, that I listen to them quite regularly. And this one, ever since it dropped, I've been listening to it just front to back. It's it's uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> How else do I put it? That probably hasn't been already said millions of times already. It's Seinfeld. It's Seinfeld. Yeah. Exactly. And there's just something about that show that just works so well. And Jonathan Wolf's music is a huge 
component to why that show works well. And I don't think it's said enough. I mean, I get it. The music isn't the stars themselves, but he made a very memorable soundtrack. Everybody knows that, and I put this in quotes here, baseline, because yep. it's not really a baseline. It's a keyboard. <gasps> what? Yeah. Dropping truth bombs here on G4D. Yeah, right. Seriously. G4Dpodcast.com. <laughs> and, <laughs> and as great as music is, he's very versatile as a musician. So this includes not just the theme song, which, I mean, is great. And, you know, obviously I've listened to probably way too many times already in my lifetime. It's one of those kind of albums where it showcases, hey, I can do a hip hop song. I can do a country song. I can do a very dramatic Hollywood-esque orchestral sound. Yeah, uh, Jonathan definitely shows his chops on on this album. And it's very funny because the first like kind of like five, six tracks are kind of like the classic Get the Seinfeld theme kind of like a highlight theme. And then if if Jerry Seinfeld played Sonic the Hedgehog, which is one of my favorite songs on the whole one, it's the, the Seinfeld theme, The Chronicle. And it literally sounds like a Sonic the Hedgehog track if uh, Seinfeld was in it. And then you kind of listen a little more, and then all of a sudden it turns into a jazz album, mm-hmm. which I was not expecting and was a very welcome surprise because the three jazz tracks on here, uh, John Germain Jazz, number one, two, and three, are really, really good. And I really like these tracks a lot. He doesn't do everything. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But, like, I don't know. Just, like, it it just went from this, like, upbeat 90s happy thing to, like, Mm -hmm. a jazz album in the matter of, like, 10 minutes. And it was a very cool transition. And I really like the saxophone and the inclusion of Bob Shepard on these three tracks. Agreed. It's mostly an instrumental album. Mm-hmm. I think there's only one track where there's some singing on it. I think someone goes, hey, and something too, maybe. Well, there's the faux Christian song, which I'm trying to remember which episode that's from. Mm. It's it's later on in the album. I, ca- I can't remember which track. Oh, it is. Je- Jesus is one, one featuring yeah. Jack Diamond on there. So, which obviously is a parody of Christian songs. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's got that '90s flavor throughout it, obviously, but that's what makes it so endearing. Yeah, and it just shows, you know, when you're kind of listening to this, you're like, oh, you know, I kind of remember that from the show. And I think also too, um, a lot of the soundtrack heightens drama. You know, there's a lot of moments in Seinfeld that are kind of you know over exaggerated for drama effect you know and it just makes it that much funnier so when you have that tone plus you know kind of sinister music like ooh, what's gonna happen here like it it just adds to you know why the show is just so great and its legacy completely agree it's it's one of those kind of albums that i understand why someone might say like uh you know i can't really listen to that without the context of the show fair yeah, enough yeah i think just a, as a case study though and just kind of like okay you know like it also makes you think like, wow, how much music does go into, you know, your shows that you watch and, you know, anything from a transition, you know, to the next scene or, you know, any sort of other music. It still somehow all still works. Yeah. Like the variety isn't a detriment to the album. And sure, maybe it would be if we didn't have the context of the show. But I think regardless, I've listened to this quite often front to back, also in hopes that 
we'll put out a vinyl version. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause that's what uh, Jonathan had said. He had basically said that like, if he gets enough listens on streaming devices that he'll, he'll get the company to put out a vinyl edition, wow. which I'd be all about. That's pretty cool. Let's see. And, and, and you best believe I would listen to it quite often on vinyl. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, of course. Of course. You gotta do that. Gotta, gotta, gotta do it. Now, I don't really have any complaints here, and I know that this is a very minor album, yeah. like in the grand scheme of things to discuss. But it's one we had to do, being yeah, major you know, Seinfeld if, if you're, fans. yeah, if you know, if you're a major Seinfeld fan, this is obviously a, a must-have and a must-listen. You know, you'll be jamming, you'll be laughing, you'll be crying. You know, I don't know. Those, it's just something about you know, just thinking about the show and like, oh wow, this is fun, and even if. You've never seen the show before. You kind of get the attitude from it. And, um, you know, even if you're not in full context of the show, there's a lot of the instrumentals and, of course, those three jazz pieces, which you can find much, much enjoyment with. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that, yeah, for the most part, some of these songs are short, but it never really feels like, oh, you know, I I, like I don't it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that you can't replay them. Yeah. You know, again, I again. used to listen a lot to the um, Arrested Development soundtrack. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and you know, it's also kind of that very short snippets, you know, kind of just like little moments and stuff and just kind of build up. And it's fun to listen to those kinds of things and, you know, listen to the, you know, the variations in the themes and kind of like the tributes. Like there's one song in the album here where they, you know, kind of did like a little Mission Impossible tribute. Yeah. And like you can kind of hear it. And I think it's kind of fun when you can sneak in those things and not get, you know, penalized for it. And of course, we had to have at the end, oh, which yeah. I think was perfect placement, <laughs> George's answering machine. Oh my God. So my first cell phone that I ever got, I I found an old YouTube clip of that and I would record my voicemail. So I was like, believe it or not. And then I'd grab the phone and I'd say, Adam is not <laughs> at home. Please leave a message at the beep. And I did the whole thing. Where could I be? be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. <laughs> that's an actual song too yeah it is yeah it is and a little bit of history here you here for you oh initially when they were having george record it uh his singing that is uh not george's character who, who's the actor jason because jason alexander jason alexander jason alexander was recording his singing of the song but it was too good because he's actually a trained vocalist ah that explains why he's in that nickelback music video yes Exactly. Oh God! You, I showed you that, right? Yes, you did. Oh, listeners, oh friends. <laughs> you, uh, I think it's called like if today was the last day or something. But anyway, it's got Jason Alexander as a barista in a coffee bar trying to pick up a girl via coffee latte art, and then evil Jason Alexander comes in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, gotta watch it. <laughs> he wears a fedora and rides a motorcycle. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. George's answering machine is probably the perfect closer on this. Yeah. It just totally. It's just a nice little cherry on top of the rest of the album here. I think too, because you know, when you listen, you're like, okay, I know there's going to be, you know, some trademark songs here. You know, I know I'm going to be waiting for it. Where is it? Where is it? And then it's yeah. right at the end. It's like perfect. It is perfect. It really is. I mean, there's great other, other great tracks like Kramer's Boombox. It's <laughs> a great one. Yeah. Um, I also like the song to it's uh, Kramer. He's the uh, Bachelor Auction. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah, the Bachelor Auction. That's a great one right there. 
Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You, you think about some of these songs within the context of the show and you just start laughing about it. It's, it's definitely, yeah, it's a show. It's an album rather that's meant for the fans. But I do think that if you're a fan, most likely you're already checking it out, but if you're not do go listen to it, if only just because Jonathan Wolf is not only just a great musician, but also just a great guy. He's got great social media presence. He's been answering practically everybody's question on Instagram that they have been yeah. throwing his way. It's Ugh. it's been a lot of fun, like going through and reading some of the like additional information, uh, you know, some behind the scenes stuff that you really don't hear about anywhere else. Yeah, I don't really have too many complaints. Like I said, the one thing that I would have liked, and this isn't necessarily a detriment to the album, uh, and won't reflect my final score here. I did wish that there was a track just filled with like the different music cues that were played in between scenes or when they come back from commercial. Mm. Cause there's some really great ones. There's one episode and don't ask me which one off the top of my head it is where they come back and the baseline's like, it's like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Just and it would just be cool to like, just have one track that just like one of those right after another. Yeah. That'd be fun. But maybe somebody's collected it on YouTube. Bass slaps. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so I think we've covered pretty much everything we could here. Yeah. So I'll get right into it. I know my opinion's going to be biased, but this is an 8 out of 10 for me. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's hard to rate, you know, soundtracks, I feel like. I've always struggled with that on the show. I feel like it's just, you know, it's one of those things out the context of what it is. But, you know, musicality-wise, it's awesome. So, yeah, I'd say an 8 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 maybe not one I'd listen to. Yeah, I mean all the time. Yeah, but. I don't know if I'm going to be coming back every day necessarily, but it's good to know that I can put on the Seinfeld theme whenever I want. Yeah, I mean when I'm in that mood, like it just hits that sweet spot. Exactly. It it, it really does, and I'm I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one who just loves this music so much and was very excited about this album. Yeah. Because Adam initially had messaged me, I think it was on Instagram, we were like, oh, like this album is coming out. It's here. It's here. Ah. It's finally here. <laughs> no, no, Seinfeld friends, it's your job to get this album more streams than the Friends soundtrack. Uh, yes, so, it uh, is. Let's, uh, I don't see no Friends dropping instrumentals. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, what, the, what would their music be? Honestly, is it, it? I think they just took like segments from the theme song, like the Remembrance theme song, oh, and right. just you know. I I feel like every scene when they came back was. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could totally, totally see that. Yeah, I <laughs> I I would hope that this gets enough streams because yeah, I do want that vinyl. I really do. Oh, yeah. John and I were talking. I think it would be like a blue jean vinyl. Yes. Yeah, because like in, in tribute of Jerry Seinfeld's jeans. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's so brilliant. So brilliant. Or, you know, you could also do it like pirate shirt white. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Pirate shirt white. That'd be good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Puffy shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Puffy shirt puffy white. Puffy shirt white. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, ooh, um, uh, cinnamon babka, <laughs> and it'd be like brown with like speckled yeah. uh, red dots everywhere. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be pretty good. Egg and lobster vinyl. Oh no! Imagine <laughs> they did the uh, black and white cookie. <gasps> no, there you go. That's oh, it. Oh, that's it. That's it. The black and white cookie. Wow. That's it. I would buy a black and white cookie vinyl. That Jerry Seinfeld, if you're listening, 
Give us money. We know you have it. I see those cars you drive. <laughs> Speaking of, he's going to have a movie coming out through Netflix. I think it's on the history of the Pop-Tart. <laughs> okay. Was he just like, you know, that Jeff Goldblum's got a Disney show where he just talks about anything. I'll, I'll do that. I can do that. I'm Jewish, too. <laughs> I'll talk. I talk weird. I'll talk about pop tarts. <laughs> I love. I love it when you do your Jerry Seinfeld impression. Let's <laughs> oh. <laughs> make him more whiny than he needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then the show's coming to Netflix soon. They haven't announced a date, mm. and in preparation of that, they've been selling the series digitally. Although I'm still a physical media guy, I want to get that series. Preferably, I'd much rather get it on Blu-ray than DVD. The Pop-Tart show? No, Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> I bet, I bet you, want to, you want a copy of the Blu-ray uh, of Jerry Seinfeld talking about Pop-Tarts? <laughs> Pop-Tarts, what are they? <laughs> What's the deal with them? You can eat them hot or cold. What other food does that? I don't know. I'm just guessing. He, he'd probably have a gag about how, like, it's the only food item where you can put it in for three seconds in the microwave and it becomes instantly hot. Right? Like, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it like a very short period of time? It's very thin. That's what it is, right? Yeah. It's yeah. the thinness. So, like, you put it in for like three seconds and mm-hmm. it automatically has like a really hot, gooey center. Ooh. Yeah. And now I want a Pop Tart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That sounds really good. What, what was your What was your favorite pop tart? I like the s'mores. S'mores, yeah. Mm-hmm. S'mores, pretty good. Yeah. Wasn't really like a fan of the blueberry ones or strawberry ones. Yeah, I don't know. Just something about like artificial fruit like that like freaked me exactly. out. Exactly. Also, the red one looked very close to blood. So like, I yeah. was just like, Ugh. yeah. I don't like artificial fruit whatsoever. Yeah, I was more like dessert Pop-Tarts, like the cookie dough one. Ah. I remember the s'mores one. The s'mores mm-hmm. one was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, any like chocolate <laughs> filling is it's always great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, seriously, I'm, I'm not even joking. I might have to pick some up on the way home tonight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about this. This was definitely a fun conversation. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Seinfeld enough that we definitely had to talk about the album right so um coming up with some new stuff here so there's definitely some albums that we've either missed or we could talk about very very soon yeah i know there's i think one day we're just gonna have to do like an hour stream or something and just like talk (laughs) because i feel like there's just so much we missed and there's been a lot of really good stuff out there this year that's dropped already that we just haven't haven't been able to chat about because you know i was pleasantly surprised by the new modest mouse album i thought it was solid interesting Mm -hmm. i haven't listened to it yet but that might no that might be our first disagree because i i did not like that single that was a bad single well (laughs) well i also want to talk about that black midi album yes that's true too oh man we really have been missing out on a lot of stuff yeah there's oh had you see um Halsey's going to have a new album produced right. by uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. That's going to be pretty tight. That cover is something else. You know, I am. In, it's interesting, the cover, because when Lord dropped her album cover for her new album, you know, people were kind of like, I don't know, were people up in arms about that? 
there there probably was some and and don't get me wrong i'm not saying like they can put out whatever album art they want to yeah it's just very interesting to like it's a weird almost double standard so like Lori put out her new album cover and it's basically her at the beach and you know you see her booty basically whatever halsey drops her new album thing and she is sitting in like a chair like a throne and her uh, boob is showing and it's interesting holding a baby too holding a baby right so it's interesting because i feel like when the lord one came out they were like censoring it you know yeah like trying to cover it up but the halsey one you know i've seen everywhere and they're not censoring it which is really cool and like different you know yeah yeah it's it's just like a weird it's like why are you censoring lord but you're not censoring halsey none of them should be censored let's let's start with that yes completely agree and I'm glad that social media is able to be posting the correct cover for this Halsey album. Yes. I, I, I just find it interesting in the fact that I just think in, in this day and age where we're definitely very much more sensitive to that. Like, I, I don't know, like, okay, is that done because you, you want to have that discussion out there? Or is it done because you you don't care and you know forget anybody who says anything bad about it i i guess i'm just kind of interested in the context of it yeah anybody who does that like full full credit to you whether it's showing off your booty or showing off another private part it's just one of those weird things because like you know especially instagram they censor like the dumbest things and for a while i I, you know uh i don't want to cuss on here whatever Nipples. (laughs) Nipples. <laughs> you're, you're you know, it's like, you know, why censor one and then not censor the other? So, like, the fact yeah. that it's, you know, more acceptable finally, you know, it's, it's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer in no censorship. Yeah. And I feel like Halsey, too, just through, you know, what I've seen, her music and her performance and stuff, she's very much like a you know, something's up, she's going to call you out on it. And she's not afraid to put herself out there. So I'm also very curious what kind of music she's going to make with Trent Reznor. Yeah. And Atticus Ross. Yeah. I just need to get the context a bit more behind it because I feel like, unfortunately, when you do something like that, the conversation becomes about something else. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the music really kind of elaborates more as to why the cover is that way is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I think... There was like a brief note that said kind of was talking about motherhood and like yes. the like spirituality mm-hmm. and kind of all that. So obviously the cover makes sense for that. Yeah. And also too, I feel like, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all we have to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm legit excited about listening to it, not just because of Trent Reznor, but because Halsey, I think, you know, she's been kind of doing some interesting things here mm-hmm. or there. And I feel like a producer, like, Trent Reznor will take her potentially over the edge into a new realm. Yeah. And I'm also curious because, you know, we were looking it up yesterday and and they haven't really worked with many artists before. I mean, really, it was just Marilyn Manson. You know, there hasn't Mm. been like another musical artist, you know, besides Nine Inch Nails, obviously. Yeah. So I'm very curious, you know, how that's going to take shape. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I think that's basically I think you and I are on the same track here. I need to get the context better of both Lord's album and Halsey's album to really understand why they decided to go in the direction that they did. Because I, 
because I fear sometimes that those things are done because some kind of producer behind the scenes is like, look, you know, we we, we got to do something to sell these albums. I'm always afraid that that's like an element See, behind it. Yeah, but I feel like, especially like Halsey, because she's a little more, you know, mainstream, I guess, if you will. I feel like they would put her somewhere with someone like Jack Atenoff or something, you know, mm. if they really wanted to sell, you know, I'm sure Halsey will sell a lot of albums, but like. Now she's like including us in the mix, you know? Yeah. Where before maybe I wouldn't want to listen to a Halsey album because, you know, it's too poppy for me or whatever. It is. You know, not saying that it isn't, but you know, no. it's like people who normally would listen to Nine Inch Nails, but not Halsey now have an option. It's like, yeah. oh, maybe if, if Trent Reznor's putting his name on it, then obviously it's going to be worth checking out. Yeah. Halsey always had my support because she's from New Jersey and that's just how it goes. Hell yeah. Support people from New Jersey. Isn't Lord from Jersey too? Oh, she is? I, oh God, I don't know. I thought know. she was from New Zealand. Maybe. I don't know. Why did I think she was? Maybe she's been to Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> she visited it one summer. <laughs> she's toured there. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm excited for her album too. I think. Yeah, I, no, I am too. I think I'm more curious of like what sound, you know, in style she's going to go for next because, yeah. you know, those first two albums were just kind of like, ooh, this is different. This is kind of new. So it's like, what's what's the next step for her? What did you think of that single? Did you get a chance to listen to yeah, it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. There's been a lot of people that have been ragging on it because it sounds like some other songs. I can't remember which one's off the top of my head right now because um, I know we're just kind of spitballing here. Yeah. But I, I felt like, hey, you know, this is – definitely an exciting direction for her mm -hmm. and it seems like she's a bit more free and just a bit more carefree i guess is probably the better term yeah and i definitely appreciated it's it came out at the right time it definitely feels like a summer song doesn't it oh definitely yeah yeah i i i thought it was solid i don't know if it, it's difficult right because i could listen to something like that now but i don't know if i can still listen to it later on in the year yeah. Like, if I'm being honest. I feel like, though, a lot of her stuff kind of just sticks with you, you know? Like, I didn't realize how really influential she's been in that kind of, like, you know, pop DIY scene and kind of paved the way for, like, you know, a Billie Eilish to, you know, be popular and things. That's a good point. You know? But she definitely has earworms. Like, I don't think about her pretend maybe all the time, but, like, every now and then... Yeah, and I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make. I don't know if this new single is as memorable as that. Mm, I gotcha, I gotcha. And I'm not trying to say that as like a, well, the new song isn't as good. It's just, it it could very well be not the standout song on the album. Mm, yeah, it could just be the little teaser. Yeah, exactly. And and it could also be just one of those kind of songs that works better within the context of the rest of the album, which yeah. we mention all the time. But I, I, I think if this was the album of kind of like reintroducing her and kind of introducing this new direction from her, it, it works within that context. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's going to have the longevity for me personally. I gotcha. We'll have to see when it drops. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have no shortage of things to talk about. And then also from a local perspective, um, I think I think her name is Tierney Tuff from The Pauses, local yes. band right here. She has a solo album that's actually dropping. We're recording today on July 8th. She has a solo album that's dropping tomorrow. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. 
So I feel like we should give a shout out to her and definitely review what she has there. Sweet. Yeah. That'd be, a, that'd be that. a good album to talk about. Definitely. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else out there that's really worthwhile off the top of my head. I feel like with a lot of artists now, they kind of decide at the last second that they're dropping an album. Yeah. I haven't really mm, trying to think what else came out recently. I mean, I could talk about a bunch of electronic artists, but I don't want to put you to sleep. <laughs> oh, stop. Stop that. Yeah, because um, there's been no shortage of great electronic music, of yeah. course. And there's no great shortage of episodes of this show, G4D Podcast, which you can find on g4dpodcast.com and all other podcast streaming areas. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Apple everywhere. music. Just find us. It's not that hard. G, the number four. Grounds yes, for discussion. Love it. Do you have anything you want to plug? No, nothing no. I really want to plug at this time. Good deal. Uh, we'll have an episode coming up very soon that we recorded with our good friend CJ. I'm very excited for people to listen to that. Yes. Where we talk about the recent Weezer album. Von Weezer. <laughs> I love how you say that every time. Von Weezer. <laughs> One Weezer. Uh, uh, uh. Oh God, we're gonna have to talk about that Foo Fighters disco album at some point when that comes out. Well, I blocked <laughs> from my memory that that was even a thing. <laughs> John's like, put away that book of Mad Libs for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. Right? Oh God. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Does this mean that they're gonna be singing ABBA? <laughs> oh heck yeah Abba. they're so great dancing queen how would you even do that? i don't know friday night in the nights alone <laughs> looking up all the place to go <laughs> oh where they play the rock music <laughs> everything is fine yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know either I'm very nervous about listening to that though See the thing I don't get is the album They're calling themselves the DGs But like Why didn't they, they just call themselves The Fijis Wait wait, what? Yeah and Because you know the BGs But why the DGs Like because they're D level Like I don't It doesn't I, make I, sense I uh, David Grohl maybe DG right I don't know and didn't they just put out an album? I yeah, they put out an album too, this year, yeah. Medicine at Midnight. A.K.A. a Ford commercial. <laughs> there was literally something I was watching on the Ford commercial, and there's David Grohl like, yeah, I'm driving a Ford. <laughs> like, okay. My hero drives a Ford. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no monkey wrenches required for Ford built in America. Ford is the best. <laughs> All my life, I've been waiting for Ford cars. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Oh, no. Like, the, the creative genius right here. <laughs> All my life, I've been waiting for Ford cars. Ford door, hatchback, big giant truck. <laughs> Look into the forward savings. <laughs> Look into looking forward. <laughs> yeah, this is good. 
I'm all out of coffee. Same if I'm here. all out of coffee, you are too. Actually, no, I have a little bit left. I uh, lied. Drop. I have like droppings. Ooh, I'm never going to use that measurement to describe about coffee again. <laughs> yeah, no, please don't. <laughs> droppings of coffee. <laughs> anyway, g4dpodcast.com. We're on social media. Follow us there. Oh, really quick. July 24th, Midnight Satire. Uh, I will be playing the bass guitar at Cage Brewing in T- St. Pete on July 24th, 7 p.m. Be there, be square, live music. It's outside. Hooray. That's Tampa? Tampa. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Well, hey, buddy, this has been fun. Yes. One last cheers Woo! to your droppings. My droppings. <laughs> and we'll, we'll catch everybody. <laughs> We'll catch everybody very, very soon on another episode of G4D, a.k.a. Ground for Discussion. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.